What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. What if kittens break the clock and Greetings, adventurers, and welcome back to Guilds and Goblins. The show where your questions and ideas, along with our totally random dice rolls, inspire off-the-cuff adventures. I'm Zizi Jamalu, your guildmaster, joined as always by my brother, Zachamedes. I mean, Zach. <laughs> yeah, but I play Zachamedes, the goblin egg chanter. And I'm right here with Lolandra, played by me, Lola Rabbit. Lolandra's a bunny and nature mage. And right over here we have Skull and Bones. Played by me, they're a skeleton and a trickster and a pirate. Let's catch folks up with our last Guilds and Goblins episode. Oh, we crash landed and need a divine shelter. Yeah, but the only place we could hide was this weird cave. Where it was your birthday every day. <laughs> We met Cornin, a goblin with a fire wand, as well as Thorn, another goblin with a water sword. Yeah, and we were safe inside this cave, because anybody inside of it that had violent thoughts would be smacked with a piece of birthday cake and shot all the way out into Cake Lake. At least we thought we'd be safe, but right now we're being blasted by Unicar magic from outside of the cave. Oh yeah, right. This could be bad. Hey, but at least you three each got a special birthday present, giving you powers that you could unveil in this very adventure. Well, I say bring on the Unicars in their rainbow blasts, because I got a plan. And so our adventure picks up, with three blasts of unicorn magic still steaming towards you. Ah! They pass through the mouth of the cave, and immediately... <laughs> Turn into harmless cake frosting. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com.
Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. What? Are you kidding me? I've been planning how to dodge these blasts all week. Although there is a whole lot of it. In fact, the whole cave is full of frosting. Right up to your knees. Oh dear. This is much worse than I expected, says Thorn. I don't know, frosting's my favorite part of the cake, so this is kind of a win-win. Alright then, as long as Scully doesn't mind eating frosting, so we don't all get buried in it, we should be okay says Cornyn. Is that what you really want, Scullin? To just eat frosting for the rest of your life? <laughs> Every few minutes, another unicar flies its way into the cave before being smushed with cake and flung into Cake Link. We gotta get out of here. We'll never save the guilds this way. The guilds don't deserve to be saved. What? Hey. Ah, boy. Haven't you been wondering why we are not a part of Goblin Guild? Thorn stretches out her sword of water across the birthday cake table, and up from the water forms a little water creature that looks like a young thorn. This young thorn in the water vision wields her own little water whip, doing flips and turns and beautiful maneuvers in front of a bunch of Pathlete representatives. The Pathlete those are my guild, that's right. And in the water vision, all these different were creatures watch Thorn's beautiful display of athleticism and artistry and then shake their heads. My people would let someone in if they were that talented, wouldn't they? Cornyn's fire wand turns the scene before you to steam. And then a little fire figure that looks like Cornyn pops up. This young Cornyn doesn't use his fire magic to be a mighty warrior or a great inventor. He simply uses it to bake one gorgeous pastry after another, even shaping a giant bread lady and bringing her to life. In the fiery image, he brings this bread giantess to Fort Desert. But the bakers of Barend simply take the bread giant away and leave poor Cornyn alone. Well, we all know the bakers of Berend are bad. Thorn's water magic douses the last image. And then you see a little watery thorn and a little fiery cornin, a bit older and a bit wiser, as they show their powers to Goblin Guild. But all the goblin tinkers rage and quake at these untinkerly displays. They point at Cornyn and Thorn, demanding that the goblins leave. And then... The vision evaporates in steam. So my people didn't want you because you weren't were-creatures. And the bakers of Beren didn't want you because you weren't pastry people. And your own goblin people shunned you because you weren't tinkers. That's the long and short of it, says Thorn. 
That's so sad. I'm so mad. Ah, don't worry. Thorn and I became good friends. And then we found this magical cave where it's our birthday every day. And now we've got three new friends. So we'll never have to leave again, says Cornyn. Well, we're leaving. We are? Scullin, you know we can't stay here. Well, I mean, I know it would make for, like, a boring adventure, but having a birthday every day sounds pretty sweet. Exactly. The people out there won't understand you. They're sending a bunch of unicars to destroy you. And the guilds you're trying to save. Or maybe they just ain't worth saving. Oh, we're gonna save them, all right. Yeah, and then we're gonna show them the truth. All right. But at least eat all this frosting, won't you? Oh, absolutely, yes. I'm already halfway done. <laughs> I don't understand where the frosting goes. Yeah, he's a skeleton. It literally defies logic. So Skullin fills his non-existent stomach with frosting. But you see the unicars are rallying for another assault. It's either act now or eat frosting and celebrate birthdays forever. I can't believe she's making us make a choice to not eat frosting and celebrate birthdays. Yeah, this also defies logic. Eh, hey, you kids are young. Just stick around for a few more birthdays, and you'll be older and wiser. I call out the corn and thorn. Come on, you two. We could really use your help. The guild won't ever get any better if we never shine a light on their problems. That's a nice argument. I'll make this an easy roll for you, Lola. That's 2d20. I rolled a natural one. Ouch. And? And the natural 20! Cornyn and Thorn look at each other with a nod. I don't know how you kids talk me into this, Cornyn says. But I'll help better from here. Just trust me. Thorn nods and climbs in the car with the rest of you. If you can get me to the lake, I can stir up some cover for us. Oh, I think I have a really good, bad idea. Those are the best kind in guilds and goblins. As soon as Thorn's in the car, I imagine myself throwing a birthday cake at the windshield of one of those other unicars. You, you're just imagining that? I don't understand. As soon as you imagine that hostile thought, a unicar-sized piece of cake smashes into your car and pushes you all the way to Cake Lake, where you see several unicars still splashing around. Fortunately, the cake kind of acts like airbags. I want to quickly raise my fiery egg shield around the whole car. Oh, I love the use of the new power, but making a shield that big with a new spell? Okay, I use my heart to do it. Oh, you'll be very protected now. And Thorn stretches out her sword of water over the car, tightly inside your bubble, forming a shield of water for extra protection. <laughs> Unicars start flying in towards you from every direction. But giant bread ladies start getting launched out of the cave. They don't seem fully alive like Bridget. But when they land on these unicars, they reach in and steer them away. Wow, this is so much easier with help from grown-ups. We're still in hot water, kids. Literally and figuratively. There were some blasts getting through, heating up the water around you. Time to move! We're idiot of us. Your unicar takes off, 
So all you're trying to do is escape, right? Oh yeah, this is not a fight, this is a flea. Oh, I got another idea. Can I turn the wood from my ship into, like, a, a crossbow? And then fire my hand onto one of these unicars? That's an awesome idea, yes. And I want to use my birthday present. I pull off my big thorny earring and turn it into the Everthorn. A long thorny whip I can use to redirect any cars that get close to us. Well, you can hardly keep track of how many unicars are on you. But with all the help you're getting and all your great ideas, I'm going to let you take the best two out of three rolls again, just like last time. But you're going to need better than a 10 on each roll in order to succeed. Better? You're leveling up. The game's going to get harder. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, that's an 18. 13? I can do this. Well, that's a 2. Lolander, roll your dare. We still got a 13 and an 18. That's not good enough. We'll see. I rolled a 2. Skullin, your hand keeps jumping from one car to the next, steering them away. Lolandra, your thorny whip pops the tires of any unicar that gets close. And for some reason, that seems to slow them down. You take a few direct hits, and Zack's shield finally fades. You all take one hurt. I thought it was harm. I know, but I think hurts sounds better. Oh, that hurts. Exactly. Okay, I'll give an egg tangle egg to Skullin to launch with his ship bow thing. You're egg tangling cars and steering them away with bread giants and skeleton hands. I ask Thorn if she can raise up some mist from the lake to help disguise our movements. I'll let you roll and add her wonder, which is a D8. Oh, here we go. Three plus four is seven. It's not looking good. The mist keeps burning up from all the stray unicar blasts. And two unicars fly through the mist, staying on your tail. I want to launch both of my feet at both of these cars and have them step on the brakes. Oh, you're going to have to use a heart to attempt something that crazy. Oh, I'm using it. An 18! The unicars break hard and fast. And before they can get going, you're miles ahead. <laughs> yeah, except Skullin's missing his feet now? Oh, yeah. Can I fashion wooden feet from the ship in the bottle? Okay, sure. Until you can recover your skeleton feet, you have two rather uncomfortable wooden feet. As you finish flying over Cake Lake, Thorn raises one last mist cloud over you so you remain unseen as you get farther and farther away from the unicars. I'm sorry, Thorn, we separated you from your best friend. He and I will meet again. Time apart from best friends never feels so long when you're as old as we are. Okay, kids, where we headed? To the Master Tinker. Yeah, we've got a curse to break. Set sail for Tinkertown! Wait, no, didn't we find her at the Misty Meadow? Oh, I really don't remember. You don't remember? Maybe we should go back and ask the Sun Snappers. They can see where everybody is. Oh no, we still need a memory of the Sun! Oh, why didn't you say so? I can print pictures from the Sun Snapper mothership. Oh, that should do it. He still doesn't know which way to go. Um, west? And which way is west exactly? You're a spaceship. Shouldn't you know which way west is? Well, I know which way space west is. But this planet just keeps spinning. How can anyone know which way is which? The end. Oh, we really need a map. Yeah, we should probably take notes next time we adventure. Ian, Oliver, and Karis, I hope you enjoyed your story. 
Grown-ups, if your kids have What If World or Guild and Goblins illustrations, feel free to share them on social. That's Instagram and Facebook at What If World Podcast and Twitter at What If World Pod. We always love sharing your art on social. And with your permission, it might even be featured as future episode artwork. You can also support us by going to patreon.com slash whatifworld for ad-free episodes, a better chance of getting your question answered, and a shout-out on the show. Or leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Hey, dear Fred here to shout-out Aiden, who just turned seven. He loves Pokemon, Cub Scouts, and his little sister Zoe. Then there is Sophie from Dublin, Ireland, who is eight years old. Hello, Sophie. And I command you to acknowledge Gabby Steading, who just turned nine. She listens to this show every night, no matter what. Then there's Harper Micaiah. She is eight years old. Thank you, Harper. And finally, Mr. Eric here to shout out Sterling from Pukekoa, New Zealand. Sterling is seven and wants to share the shout out with siblings Wallace and Gussie. And I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, our co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, Desiree McFarland for her sound design, and all you kids at home who know that best friends don't stop being best friends just because you haven't seen them in a while. Until we meet again, keep wondering. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me.